0: Hey, Raj, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you very much, Megan. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I can't complain. Um, And uh, yeah, well, I'm not a complaint, but um, I've been thinking a lot about like the ethical side of AI recently and how how it's impacting, um, you know, society and business and content creation um, and all that kind of thing. So I thought that maybe we could chat about that in in this episode. Previously, we've discussed how AI-generated and human-generated content differ. Um, maybe you could kick us off by kind of outlining, is there a scenario where one is fairly preferable. Um, I would imagine, you know, in, in terms of uh, human value, there's a lot to be said, but there is obviously space for AI um, uh, generated content as well. So do you want to kick us off by by telling us where AI fits in and where it is better than human content?
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting one, actually. I think I think the first thing I'd like to do is that, you know, obviously, just want to say start by saying, no one can predict the future, really. What we, what we can do is to get inspiration and, and learnings from the past. And so at some point, imagine you know, you know, if, if we were one of those people who were, who were you know, making uh, these amazing sweaters or jumpers or, 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 or shirts, all hand-woven, and suddenly one day you get these machines come in to our town or our city or our village and replaces all of us and takes off jobs. I mean, that has a big impact on it. Many people who be doing this knitting, for example, be going like, listen, clearly the machines are not as good as as what we can do with the hand. The reality is, to some extent, that's true as well. For you know high quality stuff, we still use our hands. But then, when it comes to generic kind of you know material we produce, we kind of we kind of go go ahead with that. Now there is a ethical challenge there as well. One of them is jobs at risk. This is a real challenge because, you know, as we, you know, there's a, there's a time when we're, we're taking away jobs from what we can call blue collar workers, mainly people who are doing stuff with their hands, for example. And, you know, that happened through, you know, a, a big portion of the century. It was like gone doing that, for instance, in the last century, we're kind of going through replacing the people who are doing manual work with machines or machine augmented work, for example. And then comes AI, takes away jobs from people who are thinking and creating content or creating graphics for design or in an analysis, for example. So a lot is coming our way and it has major impact on people's livelihoods, which is it's always an ethical challenge there. But also the challenge around copyrights, for example, who owns the content, for instance, or the can be producing by it. So there's... A lot of discuss today i i guess in our podcast
1: yeah yeah so um yeah i mean this is a, a very short form podcast, and the ethical dilemmas that we face with a i are um kind of deep dive uh subjects so um let's uh we'll probably have a couple of more um couple more episodes based on on this. But, uh, maybe let's start at the, at the very beginning. Um, you know, you've got the, uh, this, that Venn diagram, um, where you've got the fast, cheap, good. Um, but you can only ever choose two. Um, and that kind of relates a lot to, uh, human content, because if you want it, Fast and uh, and cheap, it's not necessarily going to be good. If it's going to be, uh, you know, fast and good, it's not going to be cheap. Uh, but AI has now come into this and it's uh, it's sped up the um, the ability to create content. But now, you know, we, where where does it fit in? Because AI content that is being produced really quickly and really cheaply is also not necessarily good. So, um, could you maybe? kind of explain uh, the how does AI solutions fit into this Venn diagram and how it makes it better and potentially how it makes it worse.
0: Yeah, so it, I think the uh, the idea of, of, of actually a Venn diagram is really interesting because obviously there is a lot happening at the moment. And to visualize this whole, it, it requires some sort of a diagram. So there's this, this inexpensive, um, low-cost using AI content production and then there's this, um, you know, again, we can do high cost, but it can be done, you know, at, at a potentially faster based on number of team members there. And there's intersection between that. I think what's interesting here is is what's the ambition and aim behind the production of content or production of anything using AI? Is the ambition to create something which is cheap and chirpy? or something to create something which is high value. And again, this comes down back to the same analysis, analogy I used before, which is comparing it with what is out there with manual production. You know, when we talk about the, the Bentleys, we talk about the, the Gucci's, all these are hand produced in, mm-hmm. in the majority. This obviously there is a machine augmented bit of work there always, but, a lot of that is hand-produced and high-quality is associated with handcrafted things. Mm. That's true even with AI as well. If you look at AI, it can do a lot of analysis for us. It's great for intelligence. But it's not good to customize, to be super creative on its own. It is, a, in some ways, a what I call an intelligent knowledge base. So you can take a knowledge base and you apply it to it. But there are elements of it. Which are, which are very difficult to replicate with AI. And if I go into a little bit deeper into the subject matter, people talk about this AGI, which, is, which is, stands for Artificial General Intelligence, basically replicating the whole human mind into uh, a, a tool or, or AI, for example. That in its true form is still many, many years away. I heard someone say recently, maybe 20, 30 years away, from from happening in reality. Again, no one knows. It might happen sooner, but there is an element of this being later in the stage of evolution. Saying that, there is a lot of evolution happening uh, nowadays. I mean, just recently, if you you follow the chat GPT-4 OpenAI, they just launched this great tool to analyze. You can upload images, you can upload audio, and you can analyze all of that, and it can give you responses to it. I mean that's a great next step in the evolution of AI and then there's mm-hmm. all the other guys like Pi and anthropic and and all the other guys doing different different things. I think the impact of that is gonna be felt in every industry, especially the ones which are in the- cre- in, in the semi creative uh as well as sales industry as well
1: yeah yeah now to obviously bring it back to the the kind of ethical dilemma um i think that there's two kind of arms to this dilemma and the first is um you know the the data that these things are being trained on and then what people are you know using them to do and then the second arm is um what you mentioned before how people are potentially being replaced by ai and and how business is tackling that challenge um, I mean, this is not, like you said, this is not the first time this has happened. I mean, we went through the industrial revolution with the, the, inv- the advent of like automation and machinery to, to speed up production. And essentially this is now doing the same thing. It's speeding up the, um, the thought work that we're currently doing. So, um, yeah, I don't know which arm you would prefer to discuss. Um, may, maybe start with one, and we can then tackle the other um but I mean obviously from a business perspective there is um there's concerns from the ethical perspective of, on through both of these arms both the um the content production and uh what the the content or what the, these models are actually being used to do, and then um you know dealing with the people aspect as well uh within the confines of your business.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because when we use the existing copyrighted content to train AI, and just to kind of go back, go back a little bit, AI is very intelligent because it's been trained and inputted data with from different sources. Pretty much all of Google is probably used to kind of train, and obviously it's, before it goes inside the, the machine, we sanitize the data a little bit. We make sure that it's, it's ready to kind of go in when the best data then kind of goes in. So there's a lot of data being used to to effectively create the AI. Now, that's, that's really interesting because some of this data is proprietary data owned by companies. Mm-hmm. There is, for example, to, to create, if you go to Mid Journey or you go to Bing Images, which uses DALI, DALI through AI's tool. You can enter Van Gogh's style of, of painting and it will just create any image which you want in that style. So mm. clearly Van Gogh, you know, had to been alive, and won't be really happy about that. Uh it's it's not something which they, they you know <laughs> they, they they thought they're gonna happen with their with their style of, of create creativity. But it is what's happened. We have used that other data. And because especially with, with text, for example, it's really hard to know which which content is owned by whom. Um and so The output of the AR, when you when you say remix, lack of a better word, remix the content, taking content A and B and make it a version C. The C content is not copyrighted because it's not you can't claim it's part of A or part of B. But there was a lot of people who have gone behind to create that content Mm -hmm. in the first place, A and B. So there there is an ethical issue that some companies are better at analyzing and using that that data and talking about it. Uh, there are others who don't, and then they got sued as well. So there's been some lawsuits in the, the industry already. So that's that's one. I think that's a, it's a big issue. I think the other one, obviously mentioned about, is you know job losses and people losing their, mm. their, their livelihoods. And there is a discussion about having a, a basic income for everybody, on the planet so that we all you know can sustain our lives basically. And then if we can add value. Then obviously we we earn more. That's mm. the second one. Third thing that I think is really interesting is is about when using AI within our our, our our businesses, our companies, where do we draw the line? You know, where do we draw the line about how much air should be used and how much of, of you know, because at the moment we don't have any, regulatory like body really coming in into AI. It talks about it. It talks in the US, They talk in Europe, for example, to have that. That's really important to have it because, you know, like, everything powerful in, the, in this in this world, like, for example, financial systems, telecom systems—they're all regulated bodies because the the power which people have when they hold these AI algorithms and these tools is infinite. I mean, the one things you can do now with AI is impressive. So if you have if you have all these AI tools, imagine the power these people have within them. So that needs to be regulated as well. So I think over, over the next few months and years, we'll see you know, regula- regulation is coming in for sure, because this is too powerful not to be regulated, for example.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, it's one thing to regulate, but it's another thing to use AI um, to kind of uh, exacerbate an unethical situation. And, I mean, there's a lot of unethical marketing already happening because, um, you know, People know I, I read a book recently and I, the the name unfortunately eludes me right at this moment. But essentially what this book was doing was showing you how to manipulate um, the psychology of humans in order to get them to buy your product. And I mean, there's, that's a huge gray area in terms of marketing ethics and that kind of thing. But um, luckily for us, not everyone is a psychology uh, major and they don't know how to actually apply it particularly well. AI is going to change that. So I mean there's going to be a whole new set of ethical issues coming in by leveraging AI to get people to do things in an, you know, from an unethical in an unethical way, so to speak. Um, you know, from a marketing perspective, getting them to buy a product that they don't need. Because you're using AI to create this kind of drive behind them. Um, where do you see kind of the, um, that going? Because obviously the regulation of AI is, uh, is tackling a whole different issue at this moment in time. Um, how, how is AI, how can we use it to, uh, in an ethical way from, uh, this marketing perspective to up- uphold ethical standards in marketing?
0: Yeah. First thing I would say is that, you know, these regulatory stuff can also apply to not only the companies using AI, but also to how we use AI within marketing. For example, there's GDPR, which is a regulation within the European Union, which which actually helps to save the data of the individuals who own it. So if, I want, if it's an email address which belongs to me, then I am the one who's responsible and I own it. So, you know, companies cannot just Scrape my data and then mark market to me, for example. So there are these different elements which also involved there, then which can be bought in in the future. How to use AI and how much AI and if you use AI, you have to kind of clearly mention that. Similarly, for example, it's happened with cookies as well. Now, if you have cookies on your computer, the website have to kind of inform you that there's cookies been dispatched and set on your computer as we as we use the website, for example, the app, for instance. So that that's one one thing which is which is possible, but the the reality is that's a really scary part. In, you know people impersonating other people, for example, people analyzing data through AI. I mean, just to give you an example, the other day, um, this is a real story. I, I met one of my friends at, at the airport, and it was just two of us. We took a selfie as we always do, and we just kind of sent it to our partner and say, "Hey, we." just, we just met each other, and I took a picture, and I wanted to just analyze the data to see if we can figure out where I was. And literally, it was literally like if you know a normal looking background, with some escalators going down, for example. And I thought there's no chance to guess where I am. I took a picture, and I said, "Where, where are, where is this picture taken?" And it used the background to analyze that we were in English-speaking country because it had English signboards behind. It said that it has cleators which are grand- grandioso in, in nature, it must be a train station or an airport. Uh it, it probably was not on the ground floor, probably on the first floor. I mean it did a very good job to figure out where I was based. And if that tool is openly available to everybody, I mean the the chances of people analyzing people's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok pictures, videos, for example, and then figuring out where they are, where they stay, where they live. The opportunity for scammers is is endless, but also there is a big challenge to be faced by these companies which own this AI, because we are now suddenly giving these very powerful tools to analyze people's backgrounds. You know, I can upload, you can can check out my LinkedIn, for example, and see what I'm interested in, for example, uh, then I they have pictures from Instagram or Facebook to know where I potentially live and then, you know, do all kind of negative marketing towards me to kind of get me to buy stuff. So it is scary. Mm. But again, one thing which can happen is, and which is probably happening already, is that if you upload private data onto OpenAR or ChatGPT-like tools, it will say that it won't provide the data because personal information and analyzing people, it won't do that. Uh, for you, this is something we that will to stop, but you can still jailbreak it. You can still jail- jailbreak mm-hmm. that and, and you can still get the answer. So it's early days, Megan. It is early days in this journey. There will be stuff coming out which will try to suppress this big challenge, but it is a challenge at the moment. And there isn't a simple answer to that, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, based on what we've spoken about, um, maybe you could give us like a 60-second takeaway. Uh, because obviously regulation is not in place yet, what can companies do or what can we do as individuals uh, to ensure that AI is being used in an ethical manner?
0: Well, so there, there are three, three different strands to it. One is the big companies, they need to be more responsible on, on what they launch and what they, what they don't. And then do launch it there's an element of making sure that it's, it's it's sort of safe for their customers. Number two, as marketeers, we need to know our boundaries on where and what we should be using AI for. If you are using AI, I think we should be more clear and forthcoming about it. terms of job losses and potential loss of livelihood, this is a big challenge as well, unfortunately. And again, we don't have Answer yet, yeah, but there are a lot of people talking about universal basic income for everybody, just to make sure that we all can make a living, because that is important. Seeing all these different things, I think we still tip of the iceberg at the moment with AI and what it can do or cannot do for us. And mm-hmm. I would say wait and watch this, you know, this thing, because there's going to be a lot of things coming in the future which will scare us. Hopefully, there'll also be Intervention from regulation to help us and to create a better system to guide citizens and companies to do a better job.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Raj. Um, this, I think we're going to be delving into this topic a couple of times, um, as we go down, uh, the, down this rabbit hole and as new things come out and emerge. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for setting the foundation and, uh, we will. Catch up in the next episode.
0: Sounds great. Thank you for for having me, Megan, and good to see you again.